this isn't your first year at UT, then you probably remember last spring's campus-wide elections. What was supposed to be two weeks of friendly campus politics turned into six weeks of campaigning, consisting of two personal moratoriums, a nullified election, and a runoff. Today, we're taking a look back at what went down last spring and what it could mean for this year's elections. Here is news reporter Chase Caracostas. He can explain where everything went wrong during last year's campaign season, starting on the final day of voting, March 2nd. The voting period ends, and we all go to the tower to see the results be announced. And, uh, and at this point, they keep delaying, keep delaying, we're waiting out there for hours, and then eventually they're like, they announce everything but the executive alliance. And they say, So, due to unheard complaints pending hearings, we must delay the announcement of SG Executive Alliance. The Election Supervisory Board, or ESB, had issued a sanction against the Hannah and Ganese campaign earlier that day, which led to some conflict. So they came to their decision based off of two things. One of them was what they uh, said was discriminatory language upon a social media site. And, uh, and in this, they referenced a video the campaign put out to address their social media posts, and the ESB said that the video did not align with the rest of their official social media campaign activities. The other um, issue, um, according to the ESB chair, was that the social media activity decision was based off of was a single like of a single tweet from their official campaign Twitter. But in the uh, SG Supreme Court decision, the they said that the Guinea's Hannah campaign was not knowingly deceptive. Um, as declared by the ESB. And so they reversed the Class B violation, and because it occurred during a time period that is decent, that is honestly probably the most important period to be able to campaign on the last few days of voting, uh, they, that was why they decided to nullify the election results, which then prolonged this for five more weeks. The next day, the ESB announced the results. Colton Mraz had scraped out a win. But then... The student government Supreme Court nullified the election, and the Office of the Dean of Students announced a new election would occur later that week. So then we go through everything, and they go through a new voting period, they campaign again, all that stuff, and we get to the results, and it's a wrap. And this is right before spring break. And then the runoff occurs the week after spring break. And so during this time, um, you're, they were not allowed to campaign over spring break whatsoever. Uh, so they had to like make all of their campaign accounts on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff private. Uh, they were not allowed to encourage people to vote for them. Their people working on their campaign weren't allowed to do anything. They just had to sit for about a week and a half. Then we get back from spring break, and uh, the campaign season starts yet again. <laughs> what happened is so on the last day of campaigning, and which is which is also the last day of voting, the election supervisory board issued two personal moratoriums um, from campaigning to Colton Becker, uh, the and Ganese Ibrahim, who are the two student body presidential candidates. 
the reasons why Ibrahim uh, was prohibited from campaigning for basically the entire day from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, for a violation for retweeting several endorsement tweets during spring break, so whenever they weren't allowed to campaign. And Becker was prohibited from campaigning from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. that afternoon because he uh, did like a heart reaction on a Facebook post that accused the Guinness Hanna campaign of being complicit in anti-Semitic rhetoric. So they issue these personal moratoriums. They can't camp. They can't campaign for these periods, and then the election ends. 1,414 votes. I'd like to announce the winners of this year's executive alliance with Colton Becker. And Colton and Mraz win for the second time. So last year's elections were a doozy. Student government and the ESB themselves agreed, which is why they implemented some changes to prevent even more chaos. The ESB decided to eliminate all current precedents. Usually, ESB bases their rulings on their interpretation of the election code, as well as precedent from the previous three years of ESB rulings. Now, they will be going into this year's elections with a clean slate. But perhaps the most significant change is the new single transferable voting system, also known as rank choice voting, that was approved last fall. Morgan Lawless, a computer science and plan two senior, wrote the code for the new program students will use via Horn's link to cast their votes this March. So when people go to vote, they will rank their choices rather than just picking their favorite. So like a one next to their first choice, a two next to their second choice, and they can go all the way down the ballot if they want, or if they really only have one true favorite, they can just list a one. So to determine the winner, you first calculate the you first go through the first choice votes, people's favorites, and if someone has at least half of the votes or more than 50%, just like in a regular election, then they're determined the winner. So if there's someone gets the majority, then there's no change from how a regular election works. However, if there's no majority, instead of saying, okay, then the winner is whoever got the most votes, the plurality, even if they didn't get a pure majority, what you do is instead you eliminate the person with the least amount of support and award their votes to those voters' second choices. Does that make sense? The single transferable voting system eliminates the possibility of runoff elections. This is especially important since last year was not the first time a runoff has occurred. According to election records, 10 executive alliance elections have required runoffs since 1998. So about half of their elections have gone into runoffs. And the thing about this is it extends an already exhausting campaign period another week. And a lot of the times it causes the student body to get very frustrated because our elections are already pretty dramatic. And then adding an extra week to it just makes them even more dramatic. And it just prolongs something that a lot of times people don't really want to deal with in the first place. The now student body president, Colton Becker, spoke to Hannah Ortega, the Daily Texan's current student government reporter, and said he is glad to see SG trying to rectify the problem. But I'm definitely pleased about the prospect of there being a more civil and, and healthy campaign season. I certainly wouldn't want anybody to go through what we went through um, and what, you know, what our, you know, our opponents went through 
last semester takes a huge toll on you, especially when you're campaigning and you're, you know, you're not able to fully focus on all of your classwork and stuff like that. You know, the six week campaign period, which is what it turned out being for us, um, you know, took a significant toll on many different facets of our, um, of our lives. Student government has taken steps to help ensure that we don't have a repeat of last year's campus-wide elections. But to see how things actually turn out, you'll need to keep up with the rodeo. If you have any questions about campus-wide elections, feel free to tweet us at Texan Audio, and we'll get the answers. Thank you.